Welcome to the number one podcast. I am your host, Coach Jake. This is where we explore the journey from no one to number one. The number one podcast. I am your host, Coach Jake. What's up, Timmy? What's up, El Copo MMA? Martin, happy to see you guys. Give me a number one in the chat. What's up, Morgan? See you this weekend. Uh, guys, today I want to talk about something that I've been working on for a number of years. Um, it is, I have these weird moments in my life where I become crazy prolific with writing. Thanks for that, Morgan. Happy, happy to see you. I become prolific with writing. For example, 2009, starting in 2009, I wrote Anomaly, Revolutionary Thinking in Everyday Life, followed that up with um, Teocond about the neoconservative infiltration of the Tea Party movement. Followed that up with a book called The Hypnotist, Healer, Head Hacker, and something else. Um, then I had um, Say Uncle, Physical Chess, Endonomics. I ended up writing like, like almost 10 books in like two or three years. And I do that like it happens in increments. It like all builds up and then boom, I go again. Strange attractor. I had all these books and everything. Now, I'm on the cusp of doing this again. <laughs> I've been working on these projects and tinkering with these ideas for some time. So today, I wanted to talk to you about these concepts and these new books I am putting out. The two concepts are revenue engineering and Sportify or sportifying how to sportify a business. Now, let me give you a little insight here. Revenue engineering comes from my background in financial engineering, which is a lot of creative financial thinking, coupled with my study and my experience with marketing and sales. Revenue engineering, okay? To sportify something, I've been working a lot to study um, gamification. Gamification is when you take game elements from a game and apply them outside of a game to real life contexts. For example, um, frequent flyer miles is a way of gamifying your purchases on an airline and then giving you rewards, a game. Follow me? Does this make sense? So today, I want to talk today about revenue engineering, which really is a combination of, well, revenue engineering is really creative ways of designing new ways to bring in money. There's all kinds of subjects in this field. When you combine revenue engineering with coaching, business coaching in particular, sales training and coaching and marketing coaching and training, then it becomes with elements of sport, not just games, sport, then you are doing sportification or sportifying something. So that is, I hope that makes sense. Um, Brandy Sealcott Industry says, hi, dear respect to Jake, sir. Hope you will be keeping fine. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Thank you. All right. So bear with me. Uh, oh, wow. well, I, 
go through this because these are new concepts, but I'm hoping to make it understandable to you. As an entrepreneur, you, if you own your own business, you actually already have, hopefully, your own, the most valuable asset. And that asset is your people, the people that you work with, the people that work for you. I've said this before, if you are a solopreneur, you don't likely own a business, you own a job. Because, and I said likely, sometimes there's exceptions, but a business, in my estimate, is a step up from a solo entrepreneur in so far as you can sell the company. It's not key man dependent on you coming with the sale. Does that make sense? So, if you own a business, you have employees, if this makes sense. So, if you are an owner and you have a real small business, your most valuable asset is your people, okay? game is how do you actually utilize their full potential? What's up, Kendo Jedi? Giving me a number one. Thank you, sir. How do you utilize the full potential of your employees so that you are getting sales, uh, your customers are happy? How do you get your employees to actually be engaged, right? According to experts, 70%, 70% of the variance, the difference in team engagement across different businesses is determined by the quality of your managers. Kendo Jedi, thanks for buying a badge, buddy. Appreciate you, man. Uh, you are amazing, dude. I think you actually hold, hold the record. I think you've telling me you bought three badges. I appreciate the support. Thank you so much. So here's it, and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I'm providing value. So according to, to, to experts, 70% of the variance in your staff being engaged and working hard for you is determined by the quality of the people you have managing those people. Okay, this is where I believe revenue engineering is absolutely crucial. Okay, this is an approach where you teach the managers to become coaches. You transform your managers into coaches through training. They have to learn. I, I say this all the time, but I've never heard a little kid say, hey, when I grow up, I want to be managed. Never. I've never heard that. But little kids want to be people who are coached. They want to be actors. They want to be uh, athletes. All these people have coaches. So I want you to consider this methodology that I'm introducing of revenue engineering. The first step is transforming your managers into coaches. What does that mean? How is a manager of a business different than the coach of, of a sports team? When you answer that question, that, that is truly the difference. The difference is, is that a coach is engaged. They know the players. They motivate them. They're looking at the numbers. They're, they're doing the things that each person really needs. They're far more engaged in what they're doing. 
because they care and they care about winning. Now, winning in business is different than winning in sports because, well, in pro sports, it's the same. When you put points on the board, they're spendable. You make more money, right? So revenue engineering, first step is transform your managers into coaches. This is what number one coaching does. This is what companies pay me a lot of money to do. Small to medium-sized businesses, okay? So we come in, we implement revenue engineering, and the first step is we get the people to start functioning as coaches to inspire, engage, start thinking of ways to fortify revenue generation. And we're going to get into what sportification is or sportifying is. Okay, it's, it's, it's gamification with some added stuff, basically, for those of you who know what gamification is. Does anybody know what gamification is or game design is? I'm a game designer. Not, not video games. I've never designed a video game. But the king of catch wrestling rules that I co-developed with Carl and then shoot pro, which has tag teams, triple shoots, and singles matches, that's all game design, sport design, right? I've been doing that for well over a decade. Okay, so that's step one. Step one is to start changing people from managers into a coach. If you are working in a business right now and you are a manager, you could do this very simply. Start a changing the way you address your employees. As, don't be a manager. Don't be a boss. Be a coach. And you'll get better engagement out. Okay? Now, I want to talk a little bit about the difference between gamification and sportifying. Right? Gamification, I, I'm currently uh, studying with the Wharton Business School. Um, out of Pennsylvania to certify gamification this is something that we've used in our software, the software company that my wife and I run. Uh, and I've had a lot of experience with this in my businesses because I try to gamify all my businesses. Gamification has been around for a while and is totally proven beyond a shadow of doubt to be super effective. Okay. I mean, there's still limitations and this is where I started looking at sportifying. Okay. Sometimes the limitations in gamification have to do with the ability to create a really, truly immersive, engaging experience instead of just the idea of playing a video game on your phone. So sportifying is this concept that I'm pushing and other people have kind of touched on it, but nobody has really uh, created a generalized theory and, and application for it. That's what I'm working on right now. My book should hopefully be coming out in the next month. But in life, sportifying leverages gamification and sports, right? And to create a new, really effective way to, to motivate and engage, again, your most important asset, your people, your employees, your staff, right? So what is it about this sportifying that makes it so effective? Number one aspect is competition. So for example, I was working with a client, a sales team, and uh, great guys doing, uh, you know, millions of dollars in sales a month, uh, doing fantastic, right? Um, and we were talking about sportifying their sales team. So, for example, now this is a very simple way of doing it. They ripped off another game, 
March Madness and set up brackets for their salespeople. So it was a March, it was a March sales sportification. It was more gamification because they're taking it from a sport, but you could create it your own sport. So, but that's competition. That's the first main element that makes sports so engaging. People care, people bet because of competition. Bet hard-earned money on this stuff. So sportifying really introduces competition as central to the experience. Gamification allows it, but sportifying says that it's essential so that users can compete in a way that drives engagement and motivation, okay? The second element in sportifying that takes it a step further is this idea of creating skill-based challenges, right? In games, the challenges are typically preset and don't necessarily require the user to develop real-world skills. In sportifying, challenges are designed instead to develop specific skills and encourage the players to improve their performance over time. For me, I spend a lot of time on sales training. We will do a little bit of work on the marketing. Uh, we sell a lot of work on marketing and sales, business development stuff, scaling, less so on cost centers. I'll let, I'll let the CFO do that. But you know, if you don't have revenue, you don't have a business. Okay, so we want to introduce competition in a real way that's sportsmanlike too, not nasty. We want to introduce skill-based challenges. And third, you want to start putting in some, some real-time feedback for the players, okay? I mean, wrestling, MMA, martial arts, boxing, that's some real-time feedback. You get punched in the face, you know that what you were doing ain't working <laughs> or that, that you've got to develop some sort of uh, conditioning or toughness to withstand that. Right in sports, athletes get immediate feedback on their performance, and then they they that allows them to adjust their approach in real time. Sportifying introduces real time feedback into the experience, allowing these business players to see how their actions impact performance and to make adjustments accordingly. Okay, so that requires really good metrics. You need to have different ways to measure that feedback and get real-time feedback. Now, if you're in sales, your conversion rate is, is a perfect example of this. Make sense? Okay. Fourth, teamwork. Even in individual sports like MMA or um, wrestling, we could see teamwork, how it, it works. Like right, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, whatever. They're, they have wrestling teams, but it's an individual endeavor. But let's look at something like boxing or MMA. You still have a team. You have a strength and conditioning coach. You have a boxing coach. You have a grappling coach. You have, um, uh, then you'll have a manager. You've got your own team. So sports require teamwork to get where you want to win. It's sportifying really, again, makes teamwork central to the experience for the players in your business, okay? Here's the kicker. This is where we really start taking off in a big difference from gamification. Physical activity, this is the fifth component of sportifying that changes it from gamification. Sports are typically physical activities and they require users to move and 
exert themselves. Sportifying consciously, deliberately introduces physical activity into the business experience, encouraging the players to move and stay active. We know that the best antidepressant is not sold by a pharmaceutical company, no matter what they tell you. It's getting outside, exercising, doing something. So imagine now if you start doing challenges, the loser has to do so many push-ups or has to run a marathon or you understand. Now there's other ways to do this. Hey guys, it's Coach Jake with the number one podcast. And you know, at number one coaching, we know that small business owners struggle to scale and increase their revenues. So we're here to help you. We believe that every single entrepreneur deserves the chance to win beyond their wildest dreams so that they can have peace of mind and abundance. We do that by increasing your revenue, teaching your sales strategies to increase your revenue, demolishing employee disengagement. And we do that really by transforming your sales managers into coaches that are concerned with putting points on the board, but those points are revenue. I want to help you. I'm here to help you. You don't have to go through your business life complacent, just accepting, reacting. Let's take charge. Let's win. You can head over to numberonecoaching.com, schedule an appointment. It's free. We can do a strategy session, 15 minutes for free. Numberonecoaching.com. Thanks. I'm just brushing over this really, really uh, quickly. The sixth way that that sportifying differs from gamification is the reward system, right? Sportifying introduces a reward system uh, based on specific goals and milestones, right? Now, this is also in gamification, so I shouldn't say that this is something different. This is something that they share in common, right? Things like badges, trophies. They could be participation trophies, but tangible rewards, right? That provide a sense of accomplishment and motivation to continue improving, right? The seventh thing that I believe might differ, and I need to maybe dig a little deeper on gamification, but is really this idea in sport about training and preparing. You play games, you prepare by playing the game. You just go over and over and then you eventually figure out how to be the final boss. In sports, I run training camps. I will run them like on as weekend training camps just for general. But if I have a team, like I work with a team here in Denver, V10, we'll run a training camp for wrestling as applied to MMA um, seven weeks prior to fights. Lots of training, right? In sports, athletes spend a lot of time training and preparing for competition. Sportifying introduces training and prep into this experience, right? So that the players can start to be ready and perform their best for these challenges. For example, this is something that I do with Cardone University and my 10X business coach um, certification is I have people training in the methods of Grand Cardone for sales. Using the business training platform, Cardone University, role-playing, these kind of things, okay? 
Number eight element of sportifying is skill mastery. This is, it's, it's different enough from training that I feel that it's important. In sports, athletes are striving to master specific skills to achieve success. Sportifying really focuses on skill mastery and, and implements it into experience. So users really develop not just their skills, but they can become experts, right? So, so training, um, this might be considered a subset. I'm still playing with these a little bit. Uh, the ninth is, is personalization, right? So when you're coaching, you have to know your individual athletes, right? Sportifying introduces personalization in the experience, which allows coaches, used to be managers, coaches to customize the the player or the employee's experience to suit their needs and preferences, right? So their professional, financial, uh, and personal goals are integrated with those of the team. Okay. Now, personalization can include um, selecting specific challenges per player, or customizing the reward system to fit their goals. There's all kinds of things in there that we're, that we're developing as we speak. And the 10th element that, that really makes sportifying different than gamification is the level of social interaction. Now, gamification has allowed social interaction through like leaderboards and things like that. And we do the same thing, okay? Sports are social activities. They are a way of coordinating social behavior. And as such, I believe sports approach to business is a fantastic thing to integrate into the business world to organize social, the, the business socially. Okay. Because you create a community, even though you have people competing against each other. This is the great thing about sports. You don't have to go to war. You can compete with each other and it's actually positive. And you get fans, at, you know, supporters, so sportifying introduces social interaction into the experience, allowing the, the, the users to interact with each other, to develop a fan base, uh, to become celebrities, whatever, to, to share their progress and their achievements, right? So by combining these elements, sorry, I'm having to, um, by combining these elements, sportifying really does improve um upon the gamification that's used in business now to create really effective approach to motivating and engaging you know people in a variety of contexts okay so how do we how do we apply sportifying to a small business okay so here's how i do the revenue engineering program okay First, like I said, you've got to teach people how to coach, how to inspire, and how to engage people. Traditional management focuses on telling employees what to do and how to do it, okay? But the coaching mindset empowers your team to actually take ownership of their work and encourages them to grow and develop, not just to fill in bubbles in a scantron like the schooling approach has done sports is different than the way that school uh socializes people right 
So with revenue engineering, this concept I'm working on, your managers first and foremost learn how to shift from this traditional management style to a coaching mindset so that that empire, empowers and inspires your team and really fuels the growth. Does that make sense? I, am I losing you guys? Is this, this I, I hope this isn't starting to sound like a, like a, a university or something. This is actually stuff that I work on day to day. Uh, what's up, Diggity? Or Diggs, by the way, seven. Hey, what's up? Happy to see you, man, out on uh, Twitch. Yeah, see Twitch, man. People are watching. So first, you know, that's that's the the part that is first step in the revenue engineering is and integrating sportification, sportifying, is getting the managers to be coaches. So they actually inspire people. So the players, the team members take responsibility and are engaged and want to win. Okay. Second, sportify. Sportifying revenue generation, man. Like I said, a lot of sales teams sometimes see revenue generation as boring, repetitive, banging out phone calls, that kind of thing. But you can sportify the process. We see this already. Sometimes when uh, sales teams, when they ring the bell, right? You want to make it fun. You want to make it engaging for your team. And you want to foster a culture of healthy competition, just like sports. Not having people be envious, but people wanting to push themselves to their full potential. That's what sports does. Can you imagine if we did that in our everyday life? Made people, very few people get paid professionally to do the sport. Very few people make money professionally from sports. Okay. Imagine if you were to do something that you do after work. Maybe it's volleyball or baseball, a sport even bowling, some of you do for enjoyment and you could figure out how to generate money because we integrated these ideas of sport with business. Okay. So let's talk about uh, the revenue engineering uh, idea and sportifying idea together. Okay. So with revenue engineering, I've sportified scaling your business, right? You need to grow your business. You don't want to just, you don't want to be stuck making a hundred thousand dollars. You want to make 200, 300, a million. You want to scale and grow, right? So as your business grows, maybe your revenues are a million, 2 million, 10 million. It's important to have systems and, and standard operating procedures known as SOPs in place that support this growth, right? And so you don't have bottlenecks, you don't have inefficiencies, and you can scale efficiently. So this is another thing that revenue engineering uh, teaches is how to implement these systems and processes so we can grow the business without sacrificing quality or productivity through sportifying. Fourth, in revenue engineering, we focus a lot on professional development. Okay? If you want to stay ahead of the competition, let's look at something that I deal with every day, grappling. How many wrestling instructionals or grappling instructionals or BJJ or Muay Thai instructionals are there out there? Because people recognize the importance of staying ahead of the competition through developing themselves through training, personal development, professional development. Okay. So you let's say you own a business. Your managers need to continue to learn and develop their skills. 
especially if they're going to transform from managers to coaches. Revenue engineering provides your managers with these tools so you can continue, so they can continue learning and growing and, and sportifying, creating a culture of healthy competition and long-term success and profitability for your business. So in summary, revenue engineering is the idea of combining coaching, revenue generation, and sportifying small business. Does that make sense? It's an integration of those concepts. But coaching existed, revenue generation existed, but sportifying didn't exist. So I actually had to create this sportifying concept to help explain the revenue engineering concept. I hope that makes sense. It's a comprehensive program that really is designed to help you unlock the full potential of your, of your team to drive revenue growth, scale your business efficiently through integrating these elements from sport, sportifying your business. I'm going to be having this book I'm in talks with the publisher right now, hoping to have both Revenue Engineering and Sportify, the two books, out in the next month. Fingers crossed. Of course, I'll have Sportify done first because Sportify needs to build those concepts and people understand those concepts and implement and experiment and test and work with those concepts before then we add on the Revenue Engineering, which adds RevGen techniques, coaching techniques to Sportifying techniques. I hope that makes sense. I have no idea if that was absolutely mind-numbingly boring for you guys. Um, I appreciate you guys listening. If you guys have any questions about anything, holler up, hit me up in the chat. That's how we communicate. Type it in. I will read it verbatim. Um, give me a number one in the chat. I appreciate you guys. Uh, if you're still with me, I know that we got a couple people out on Twitch. We've got some people on YouTube, Facebook, and uh, no, a few people on Instagram. Um, Guys, this weekend, talking about professional development, talking about personal development, we've got the Scientific Wrestling Accelerator Camp in Denver. You get to be in Colorado. Dude, I sent an email today. Get on a road trip, man. Springtime in Colorado is amazing. Come out to Denver for the weekend. You work all during the day. We grind, learn a bunch of cool stuff. Go out at night. Enjoy the nightlife that Denver, Denver has to offer. It's amazing. Um, we're going to have a fantastic time. Um, we have, I think we have, is it four different affiliate schools? From, uh, people coming from Canada, our new affiliate uh, uh, Coliseum MMA in Oklahoma, Scientific Wrestling Canada come from Windsor. Uh, uh, D10's coming. We've got Black Flag Scientific Wrestling Affiliate in Arizona coming up. It's going to be silly. We're going to work on everything from terminal takedowns, killer cradles, punishing pins, surgical submissions, um, our specific strategies for chain wrestling. You guys, you're in for a treat. This is stuff that, you know, I shared a, a clip today of, of uh, again, uh, Craig Jones. He just, I think he's embarrassed to say what he's doing is catch wrestling. Although I, he may not be doing pins. Pins are important. But they sure use all those guys, even that you know, I don't even know what all that drama is between the Dana Herd Death Squad and, and uh, the B team. 
but clearly Nikki Rod, a wrestler, bringing it very close to uh, to um, to Gordon Ryan. You know, talking about sport and business uh, together. Um, but you know, they're really basically B teams doing catch wrestling. I don't know how much emphasis if they ever practice with pins. Does anybody even know that? If they they should, uh, it would make their grappling that much better, and it would be the thing that would help them. They do so well in in these Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu point system tournaments, it would allow them to transition out to MMA uh, as a grappling style. But then they would be doing catch wrestling um, and they'd have to call it some Japanese term for pinning or whatever. I, I like to give them a hard time. Um, anyway, guys, if I can help you, I'm here as, as, as a resource. That's why I do these free talks as often as I can. I try to do it every day. Um, if you need help or you know somebody needs help with their business, number one coaching, that's the place to go. No1coaching.com. You can get in touch with me. I will be putting up for people that join the, uh, the number one coaching mail list. I will be giving away, uh, Sportify the book for free. And I may even give away revenue engineer, uh, for free as well for people that, that join the list. Those should hopefully be out in the next month or so. Um, so if I can help you, anybody, if, if the, the, the litmus test, honestly, is I don't do a lot of one-on-one solo entrepreneur coaching. I only do that, uh, for my, for my, the main man, uncle G, uh, I do some TEDx business coaching for individuals. I do tend to focus. Otherwise my aim is to hit small to medium businesses with 20, 10 to 50. Uh, employees, if that makes sense. So I'm here to help your business blow up, applying these principles that we talked about today. If you're interested in grappling, applying all the work that I've done in the last 20 years, uh, reviving Catches Catch Can. By the way, thank you everybody who gave me the great feedback and, and the really nice comments. On my show yesterday, it was a little, uh, uh, not a fun show to do, a little difficult talking about your shortcomings and, and some of the discrimination and the things that hurt your feelings. Uh, but I think it's important. I hope it, 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 uh, inspires some people to persevere and overcome, uh, despite the haters. Um, yeah, guys, you have a wonderful day. I've got to get off to my next meeting. And, uh, again, if I can help you hit me up in the DMS, email me, you know how to get old. Appreciate you guys. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the number one podcast. I am your host, Coach Jake. And as ever, please, if you enjoyed this episode, share it, pass it along, hit like, all that, smash the like button, whatever. Please help us get the word out. My mission is to help as many people as possible. Head over also to numberonecoaching.com. We are here to help you with your small business, help it succeed, help it grow, and help you thrive and become number one.